welcome to our podcast of two fish and five loaves. We pray for edification, we pray for understanding, and we pray for a relationship in you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Welcome you to our podcast of Two Fish and Five Loaves. Our goal is centered around lifting up the name of Jesus. We desire you come to a knowledge of the saving grace of Jesus Christ through our conversations of faith. We all come to our understanding of faith through as we practice our different experiences. So it is through our experiences that we have a build up relationships for the sharing of Christ and the body of Christ is edified. Or strengthened. So let's talk. Today, my guest is Albert Blackstock, very good brother of mine. He's a strong uh, man of faith. He's in, uh, doing um, men's ministry, head of men's ministry at New Covenant Church of Philadelphia, and he is a dear brother to me. So, how are you doing, Albert? Very well, thank you. Good. First thing I want you to just give a little background on yourself. Well, I am married, uh, celebrated 36 years this year. Mm -hmm. I have two girls. Mm -hmm. Um, I uh, have the privilege of working for my church full time Mm -hmm. in the capacity of a CFO. Mm -hmm. Um, And... My desire is that I continue to grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm, mm. That is what matters most. Mm. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Now, I know usually I ask um, questions about, you know, people, what, what, what their faith is. I know you. I know you are a uh, not just a believer, but a follower of Jesus Christ. You believe that Jesus is Lord. But instead of me talk about your faith, you tell me about your faith. Well, um, one thing I realize is that you have to have a growing faith. Um, And I received Christ when I was probably about 12 years old. However, I was not fully discipled. Um, so I really experienced a lot of carnality, one foot foot in the church, one foot out of the church. And as I begin to grow, uh, the Holy Spirit just began to deal with me and I made a firm commitment to him. Um, I recall going away from what I grew up part being part of a outreach through sports um, and Bible study. And I recall going away to college and, they, and coming back and they asked me to pray one Sunday. And at the time, I was not living anything. And I, I said, you know what? I can't do this. Mm, mm. Uh, it was a public declaration and I think it was a real epiphany for me. I never got an opportunity to talk to the pastor to see what he thought about it. Mm-hmm. But um, it, was, it was a turning point, I believe. Mm. 
Now, I, I, I heard you talk about a growing faith. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of times, people people who may be listening may not understand, truly understand what a growing faith is, about how to obtain a growing faith. Um, so can you explain how you practice your faith and it, in fact, grows? Could you, could you kind of explain that to our listeners? Well, um, as, as you stated earlier, I, I do work with the men of our church, um, and I see it as a co- collaborative um, exercise because the Bible says iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I see as I engage men is that every man is a gift. He just needs to be unwrapped. And therefore, um, I believe in in just being authentic. So if I'm amongst the brothers, they've seen me at some of my worst worst times (laughs) where I was, my faith was being challenged. So they needed to see my tears. They need to see me go through something Mm. and, and therefore not, not, not that it's a faith that's dormant, but an act of faith. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that type of transparency can't but help your faith grow. Meaning mm-hmm. that your faith can be stagnant. Meaning you're going to church and you're just not being challenged. Or you're just not uh, in an atmosphere where other people are growing. Um, mm. I think I think you have to be in a place where you realize that God uses people in relationships for you to grow. No one man is an island. Mm-hmm. And one of my mantras is, if you recall the story of Jesus, he was in a house and four men brought a paralytic mm-hmm. and they put him through the roof. Mm-hmm. And when he when they broke through the roof, he said that their faith has made him whole. Mm. And I believe if if you're going to disciple, um, you're, you're discipling and you're being discipled. And when it comes to those four men, I believe when you, if you're going to disciple, I think four men is an ideal uh, number to mm. disciple a single man. Mm, mm. Because you either are going to carry, be carried on that bed, or you're going to be doing the carrying. Mm. But that is life, and that is how your faith grows. It doesn't grow in solidarity. Mm-hmm. It's got to grow in the atmosphere of believers mm. and abiding and being in the Word of God. Um, mm. So, so let me try to understand some things now. Faith in God. A God whom you cannot see, but the demonstration of your faith is something that must be seen. Amen. Hmm. Very well said. <laughs> Very well said. Um, it's something about being in pain and being in crisis. Mm-hmm. And um, especially when it's something that's outside of your reach, meaning that you can't change it. Mm-hmm. And God is saying, pick up your cross get under uh, to be able to go to another brother and share your tears because you actually you have to go through it you don't have any other answers Mm -hmm. and the Lord is saying pick up your cross Mm -hmm. trust me Mm -hmm. because in your weaknesses you're you're gonna be made strong here Mm -hmm. Um, 
it, it's it's uh, those moments were life changing for me. Mm. Mm. And and you are in fact leading into my next question of how does um, how does your faith help you in difficult or challenging times? And you've kind of led right into that. Mm -hmm. So I mean, can can you? I I I know your history. I know I know yeah. some of the things mm -hmm. you've gone through, mm -hmm. but maybe it's something that you may want to share sure. with the listeners about maybe how your faith helped you through, through a difficult or a time you struggled where you were struggling. Well, you know, it's it's one thing to um, have expectations for yourself mm -hmm. and set goals and dreams. It's another thing when you have your children involved. Mm -hmm. um, my oldest daughter got pregnant while she was in high school mm. and it was one of the most devastating experiences that I could ever go through. Mm -hmm. uh, for some, they would say, oh, what's the big deal? Well, you know, we believe we had raised her a certain way. We believe we put her in various programs, why uh, wait, whole nine yards. Um, but what that experience taught me was God is sovereign mm. and we cannot contrive how another individual's life we could we can help navigate with hope that they will take certain paths mm -hmm. but ultimately the outcome is that God wants to have a relationship with our children mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and how he goes about that he knows them much better than we do mm. Growing up in an atmosphere, I, you know, I grew up Baptist. Um, I believe that uh, as a result of my church and religious experience, I believe in some ways it kind of hampered me from understanding how God works mm. when it comes to parenting, when it comes to uh, what's right, what's wrong. Um, as I observed what Jesus does, Jesus would get, he said, we didn't come for those who are well, we came for those who are sick. Mm -hmm. So how he navigated was less time in the church and more time outside the church. Mm -hmm. And so I never, no one ever really taught and modeled that, you know, that's the pathway of truly allowing your faith to become more vibrant is to put it in darkness. Mm. And, and, and allow mm. it to to see where, where is it at <laughs> um, and so that that um, but lessons learned um, you know my, my uh, daughter's doing very well now and I have mm. a beautiful granddaughter mm. uh, so there there are other sides of your pain <laughs> that you think would never come come through at, as you go through the moment. Wow. But because of the God we serve, he knows the beginning, he knows the end, he knows the inside out, what it's going to perfect in you. And that's his heart. He loves us. Hmm. Um, and he will use trial and, and challenges, temptation to uh, allow Christ to, to be manifested. Yes. Uh, that, that was very, uh, a very... It's a good statement you made pre um, previously about putting your faith in the darkness. Um, so I allowing it to be seen in the darkness because you know the, the Bible says that we are we are the light of the world. 
and it's Jesus' light that we're carrying. So we are, in fact, in darkness because we're out of his, um, his perfect will. This world is out of his perfect will. It's, in, sin, it's a sin, in a sinful state because of man. But we are, in fact, sharing Jesus' light in this world and drawing people to Christ through the light. So all of the say, say, what you've been saying have been demonstrations of your faith so that God is glorified. And sometimes he puts those, us in these situations that we think are meant to destroy us so that he may be glorified. That's right. Now, I know you, you are a part man of a, of a great church, great church. I, New Covenant Church of Philadelphia is a very, very good church. And, um, but I know that you and I have had conversations about the organized church. Mm. There, there is the organi organism, mm. the church, which is living, breathing people. Mm. But then there's the org organization, the church. And from your perspective of being in the organization, the church, um, I know that sometimes the church can fail people um, through some situations where they're trying to do right, but in fact sometimes have, can, can be a hindrance. Um, do, you, do you in fact think that there are some times when the church can overstep their bounds or, or, or go too far in some situations when trying to show Christ, but in fact become a hindrance to Christ? Well, I, I like to speak to that from a different vantage point because what I've learned um, is that we are the church. Mm -hmm. there, there's no real, I can't sever myself from that which I am. Mm -hmm. And so when I speak to the church and in, 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 in the geography that I am, I'm really speaking to myself because I'm part of that. Right, mm -hmm. and I and I realize that number one, the church as we know it and its construct is not perfect. The fact that we have denominations create boxes or silos, and and therefore that inher inherent there is going to be some. It's going to create uh, boundaries, or not boundaries, or should I say walls, mm -hmm. on some way uh, because of that construct. But because of the signs of the time, the church has to be different than what it is. And it's got to be more engaging. The days are gone where people are just flocking. 9-11 caused people to flock to your, your church. Mm -hmm. Now, how many of those persons were sustained? I don't know. But those days seems to be far and few because we got these millennials. And it's forcing us to reevaluate what have we been doing and which, what must we do now in terms of change? Mm. Um, so that, that's a, you know, it's, it's a tough, that's a difficult question. Um, but what I do now is I see myself as, um, I, I, I try to broaden my view and realize that whatever I do, I want to be more collaborative. Okay. And my my word is if you if you are in Christ, I want to collaborate with you. Mm. Mm. And if I'm doing something with men, I want I, 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 my endeavor is to reach out to Hispanic, white, Korean, mm -hmm. um, and try to connect with them because I think that's the will of God. 
you know, um, and not just saved, but the unsaved. Mm. Um, my hope as I even look to the new year is that I would be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit leading me uh, in spaces that is, is that I don't typically venture into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I want to be that open to his leading. Um, now, I, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to speak to uh, an experience I had that you're familiar with. Um, and from a health perspective, mm-hmm. um, I also am involved in uh, men's health. And as you know, Dave, I had a, a bit of a an epiphany mm-hmm. when I went to my annual physical in 2015, mm-hmm. and they discovered that I had 85% blockage in my main artery, um, and what precipitated me having to have heart surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, had no symptoms. Um, but as, as a result of that experience, you know, it really gave me, I, I'll say, a lot of epiphanies <laughs> that life is precious. Yes. Um, to be down for about six weeks and to be forced to slow down, um, I realized how important it is to stay in the moment mm-hmm. and, and try to embrace um, every moment that God gives us mm-hmm. and not take things for granted. Now, I, I, I know that, um, like, as we were talking before, you are the head of men's ministry at New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. And I, I know that, can you kind of explain, explain the dynamic of ministering to men? I, I think that, you know, this is something I've, the Lord has had me involved with for a number of years. And our very nature is uh, we have a tendency to isolate. Yes. And with that type of propensity, I believe you have to be extremely patient patient, and welcoming when it comes to, to men. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I stated before, I believe every man is a gift. So therefore, when a man comes into my space, I start with respect. I don't care who you are. You know, I I I I have to, I honor you. I want to I want to listen to you. I want to hear. Mm. You know, hey, where where are you coming from? What's going on with you? Um, and then I want want to engage them, not just me. I want a number of men to engage that that's that same guy who comes into that space. Mm. Um, God has a call for us based on our maleness. He's positioned us to be a covering for mm-hmm. families mm-hmm. and you don't have to be married to be a covering um, by virtue of our nature there's things that that we're called to do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got you I got you um now let me let me let me let me get personal can you describe your relationship with Christ in a few words Wow. I would say um, the first word that comes to my mind, uh, (laughs) strangely enough, would be that of the God that I serve has been 
extremely patient with me. Um, and he doesn't give you more than what you can bear. Mm-hmm. Um, I am I am thankful that he is kind. He's loving. His, and the word says his thoughts of us is good and mm-hmm. not evil to bring us to an expected end. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's one of fluidity. I think that my relationship with God is is enhanced by my relationship with the body life of the, the church. Mm-hmm. Meaning that as I engage with you, Minister, Minister Owens, or if I'm engaging with another brother in Christ, I find that there's a body life mm. that that enhances my life. Um, and it's, it's God speaking through a person to me, whether I'm going to church and, and the pastor has a word, wow, you know, that influences my growth, that influences my relationship. Um, I have a daily reading uh, that I do. Um, I'm doing a 90-day read through the Bible. Mm-hmm. That's significant because there's stuff he brings back to my remembrance or he communicates an idea through through the word of God to me in that in that fashion. Um, and then there's just a, a quickening that, that occurs because if he's lifted up, he draws men unto himself. Mm-hmm. And I've I've had occasions where it's just he just shows up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um mm-hmm whether I'm facilitating a session with guys or whatever, um, I may want to focus on a topic. He, he takes it somewhere else. So I would say, I hope in a few words, mm. <laughs> one was patient and the other one would be fluid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, uh, good. No, I, I, no, I, 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 I was thinking as, as you, as you were talking and there seems to be a theme about continually, continually growing, um, and continually manu- and continue allowing Christ to manifest in us, each of us. So you know, and, and the passage from Romans comes to my mind. You know, that you know, do not be transformed by the things of the world, but, but by the renewing of, of your, your mind. mind. Mm-hmm. That we are continually being renewed Amen. by as as we are being transformed. See, once we stop, once we stop being transformed before he's ready then the renewing stops mm. so there is something that is continual there's something that we will continue to do until he comes Amen. and that's the mark that's the mark of the complete the completion of the process mm. the mark of the completion of the process is not when i say it's complete mm. or not when um um pastor joe blow says it's complete mm. it's when he comes amen that's the evidence that my mm. time being transformed is over. Mm. And if I have not been transformed to the completeness that it should have been transformed to, I may not I may not continue mm. on in his presence. Mm. But but there is a theme where you're saying that the continual growth and continual manifestation of him in me um, that allows me to reflect him, mm. even though we're imperfect. Amen. And I'm very imperfect. 
very imperfect. Um, but uh, you know, this is this has been very good. So I, the last question I want to ask you is: You're a lawyer. I know. I know you're you're a financial man, but you have a very um, um, your mind is very is focused, and it's and it's 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 hard to get you when you become single-minded about something. You you your your mind is very clear. You have a legal mind. So with your legal mind, I'm going to make you Paul, the Apostle Paul. <laughs> and what I'd like you to do as the Apostle Paul is give your closing argument mm -hmm. about the faith that you have mm -hmm. and why it should be shared with others and why others should come to that faith. Mm -hmm. Well, the first thing I, I would uh, state is the Bible says the things that are seen are made by the things that are not seen. Mm. That we live in a temporal state. The Bible mm. also says that we may get about four score, which is equivalent to 80 years. And therefore, we have an ex expiration date. So there's a beginning of your life and there's a conclusion to your life. And in between, the question is, why am I here? Mm. What is my purpose? We just celebrated Christmas. Mm -hmm. The Bible said, Emmanuel came, which means God is with us. Mm -hmm. Why did he came? They said he was a savior. He came to save us from our sins. And you say, what is sin? Sin is missing the mark. That sin is separation from God. Sin is, as a result of sin, we have evil. We have lust. We struggle. We struggle living. We have sickness. And yet he said, I've come that you may have life mm -hmm. and have it more abundantly, mm -hmm. a different level of living. And I can attest that I've experienced that and I'm experiencing a new level of living. Mm. That is not just a point of growth. There is a relationship that you can have with God. If you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. Mm. That's mm. my argument. Mm. One day you will give an account of your choices that you make here on earth. If the Bible says it's appointed unto every man to die. And after this is judgment. Mm. And you want to be on the right side of that. Yes. By accepting his son. Yes. A different level of living. I, I like that. I really like that. Well, I want to thank my guest, my good buddy, doctor, friend. Uh, Albert Blackstock um, I would love to say I have some parting gifts for you but <laughs> all I have is a handshake and a hug <laughs> I'll take it bro <laughs> but God bless you in closing I want to talk to tell, I tell, want to tell the listeners that Jesus is Lord God bless you have a great day return and listen to our additional episodes. God bless you. Have a great day.